Welcome back, horror fans! In this monthly special event, we will now watch as two of our horror experts take the side of a horror icon and in formal debate, determine who would win in an epic showdown. I'm your ring host, Alex, and this is Bloodbath. Take it away, ring announcer. Get ready for an infernal smackdown straight from the bowels of hell tonight, people. In this corner, standing at nine feet tall and weighing in at 300 pounds, he's got a mind for revenge. The vengeance demon, Pumpkinhead. And in this corner, standing at six foot one, weighing in at 200 pounds, he smells when you're afraid and he thinks it's delicious. The immortal demon, the Creeper. May the best villain win. The official time and rule keeper for our debate will be this weekend horror contributor, Angela. Thank you, Alex. Try to keep the carnage in the ring, boys, and let's have a good, clean fight. Each debater will have one minute to present their opening statement, then each will have three minutes to present their three best points. They will then get three minutes to each rebut the points from their opponent. Then each will get one minute for their closing statements. As a previous debate winner, JL will call the coin toss in the air. Winner of the toss determines the lead. Let's go tails today. I'm feeling lucky. It's heads. God damn it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I mean, you are the previous champ, so you know what? I'll go ahead and let you go first. Oh, 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 oh you're so great. Oh, oh, of course, of course, of course. I gotta be kind at least once in this bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only lube you get, bro. <laughs> Time will commence when you begin speaking. You have one minute. Every 23rd spring, for 23 days, it gets to eat. Lungs so it can breathe, eyes so it can see, and so many hearts its own will never stop. Since at least the time of the Aztecs, the demonic man-eater known only as the Creeper, has repeated its bloody cycle of hibernation and human feasting across the globe. Armed with a vast array of makeshift weaponry, supremely powerful physical abilities, and its natural immortality, the soul-bonded vengeance demon known as Pumpkinhead stands no chance against the sadistic mass-murdering bat out of hell. Thank you. Thank you, JL. Eugene, you have one minute. Vengeance. That is the sole drive of the pumpkin head. He is there to right the wrongs, except in his own way. He is unstoppable. He can be ripped apart, shot, all sort of kind of stuff, and he still keeps coming. There is no stopping him. There is no weakness that the pumpkin head has. I don't care what the creeper has in store and all this other kind of stuff. You cannot stop him. I yield the rest of my time. Thank you, Eugene. JL, you have three minutes to state your three points. All right. The creeper hunts by tracking its prey's fear via its supernatural sense of smell enabling it to easily locate the body parts it desires to sustain itself indefinitely. By devouring human parts, it is also capable of regrowing lost body parts, including its own head. Not just a pretty face, though. The creeper possesses inhuman strength, dexterity, agility, fights with a veritable armory of expertly crafted bladed weaponry, and is capable of complex and lightning-quick flight with its nearly 15-foot wingspan. Regardless of the damage the creeper takes, nothing has proven capable of taking down this monstrous hellborn creature. But that's not all. The creeper has demonstrated time and again its extremely high intelligence when engaging against its prey, utilizing its own arsenal of telekinetic 
mechanically controlled and complex makeshift weaponry, including its terrifying truck. The creeper engages in tracking and attack strategies that separate its prey from any form of protection, only to engage in sadistic nickel and dime attacks to break down its victim's spirit and strength until it dives in for the final kill. Once targeted, no human, not even those bonded to a vengeance demon, can ever hope to escape it. And unlike Pumpkinhead, who was merely drawn to this plane of existence through dark sorcery, and only for a single vengeful task, the Creeper has operated alone, unfettered and unmatched for centuries. Over a millennia spent hunting humans, especially as their killing technology has improved, has instilled the demon with incredible survival capabilities, meaning there is no tactic or strategy the Creeper is unaware of when it comes to engaging with the most dangerous and ingenious of its prey. And I yield the rest. Thank you, JL. Eugene, you have three minutes to state your three points. The pumpkin head is about vengeance. And he has shown time and time again the fact that he can come back multiple times. Resurrection. Constantly. He cannot be stopped in any way. All the things that the creeper could have do to try to kill him and rip him apart and all the sudden kind of things is completely ineffective and on top of that the creeper needs what it was what's that song jeepers creepers in the first movie to be playing or something like that whereas Pumpkinhead doesn't require any kind of a song to go and attack and do what he needs to do second of all the creeper depends on the body parts of people whereas Pumpkinhead He's summoned from another, he's summoned from another dimension. He doesn't require any kind of feeding or anything like that. Because the thing is, even with people, people's body parts can become vulnerable. And we've seen as Pumpkinhead has the ability to rip people apart. I mean, he takes a shotgun and stabs it through somebody's chest. Doesn't shoot them because shooting them is too ordinary. No, he stabs them through the chest with it, which is actually a really cool kill, by the way, too. But Pumpkinhead, he is unstoppable. The fact that he is driven by vengeance and vengeance alone is what makes him an unstoppable force. So the creeper could go and fly around and try to sweep him up and all this other kind of stuff. But it doesn't matter because Pumpkinhead could easily overcome it. Yeah, sure, Jeeper Creeper has it. He has his van. He can drive around. And he also has the ability to do some complex tactics. But those complex tactics don't matter if you can't get the kill. So let so let the Creeper fly around or drive his van around Pumpkinhead while Pumpkinhead simply buys his time and then rips the Creeper apart. And I yield my time. Thank you, Eugene. JL, you have three minutes for rebuttal. So, there's some problems here with what my opponent has stated. First and foremost, the Creeper does not require the song. The song was simply a, a facet of the first film, because it only played in the first film. It didn't play in the, in the next two. But there's some problems there. Um, number one, the pump, Pumpkinhead is of a singular focus. The singular focus of the demon makes it predictable, and easy to set up, trap, and manipulate. While sadistic in its methods of dispatching its targets, yes, Pumpkinhead has a simplistically one-track mind, and that will always be a liability. And the second point is, Pumpkinhead lacks capabilities. While inhumanly strong and remarkably fast, Pumpkinhead lacks two abilities that are natural to the Creeper. The ability to use complex weaponry, telekinetically control that weaponry, and the ability to fly with wings powerful enough to 
match vehicular speeds and even drag a fully loaded truck. The lack of these abilities puts Pumpkinhead at a terrible disadvantage against the Creeper, who can choose to keep its distance and wait for the opportune moment to strike. And the third and the greatest weakness of Pumpkinhead is in its conjurer, the human it is bound to for vengeance. The two are permanently linked in body and soul, and any damage to the human will cause equal damage to the demon. Once discovered... Via its incredible sense of smell, the Creeper can easily exploit this weakness, targeting the Conjurer, as the death of the Conjurer means the banishment of Pumpkin Pumpkinhead back to its hellish domain. Pumpkinhead stands no chance. He is not as smart as the Creeper, not as capable, and the Creeper, with its patience, centuries-born patience, will eventually dominate in this fight. And I'll yield the rest. Thank you, JL. Eugene, you have three minutes for rebuttal. I figured you would actually bring this up in terms of him being t- Pumpkinhead being tied to the marked one, as they could so see. But the fact that they have a connection can actually have the possibility of using that as their advantage, as we saw in the first Pumpkinhead film, that they can kind of start cross and kind of mingling between each other as we saw the uh, we saw the main character kind of slowly start to become into the Pumpkinhead. And if they're actually bonded together that means that they could have some kind of communication in terms of a complex tactics on top of that so Pumpkinhead himself may not have the complexity as the creeper the human that is tied to or the or human that he's tied to could and could actually use and manipulate Pumpkinhead towards his advantage and on top of that is the fact that the creeper yeah the creeper can fly and all this other kind of stuff but the creeper is still made up of parts from people so if you can interrupt that process like we saw in the second Jeepers Creepers where he took his head off and then put a new head on. Well, what if that process gets interrupted? What if in the process of the head coming off, the pumpkin head is able to grab the other head and take it? So, and on top of that, the creeper itself has to feed every 23 years. Pumpkin head doesn't need to do that at all whatsoever. So if the human can manipulate pumpkin head in terms of countering Jeepers Creepers complex activities and the fact that Jeepers the Creeper himself has to feed every 23 years that actually creates another predictable pattern because you know in 23 years he has to come out and you figure out where he's hunting so putting that together the pumpkin head actually can take that and take that as an advantage and manipulate the Creeper on top of that and I yield the rest of my time thank you Eugene JL, you now have one minute for a closing statement. While a formidable opponent, and easily as sadistic and cruel as its opponent, Pumpkinhead simply has too many weaknesses that can be exploited by the tactically superior Creeper. With deadly weaponry, superior tracking abilities, demonic physiology, and the ability to regenerate itself wherever there are humans, the Creeper would take its time, savoring the kill and dispatching anyone to sustain itself, until through the emotional link to its conjurer, the Creeper would pick up the human's fear scent. After that, it's just a quick kill and a long ride back to hell for the Vengeance Demon, leaving the bat out of hell to continue its undisputed reign of terror. Thank you, JL. Eugene, you you have one minute for a closing statement. The Creeper is a lot of show. He does. He's, he's, he's formidable. I'll give the Creeper credit on that. But Pumpkinhead tied with the right person 
We talk about a fearsome tied with a right person, somebody who is trained in this situation, who can understand the creeper, may not have fear. Therefore, his scent is gone. Put together with the right person, Pumpkinhead himself is unstoppable. He is nearly indestructible. And while the human does the thinking, the Pumpkinhead is the instrument of that weapon. Therefore, Pumpkinhead himself is the one that will come out on top. And I yield my time. Thank you, Eugene. Great job, guys. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> huh. All right, y'all. That's this it. Came down, this came down to two points. <laughs> this one, this one was, it was two points. But here's the thing, you guys, when you went to your rebuttals, you guys threw me for a loop because you're supposed to be rebutting each other's points, but then you guys made additional points and I was like, oh no. There's more to think about now. So you guys rebutted additional points on the side. You guys found like a loophole. That was pretty cool. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can award a point there because you definitely didn't rebut a point, but it was a really good point. And then Eugene came in and rebutted a point that you had made off of another rebut. Yeah, the whole thing was pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about the fear scent for a little. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I know. And then somebody brought up the uh, the the human tied to the demon, and then I was like, "Yeah, but Jeepers Creepers would just eat that motherfucker." Yep. And yeah. Then, yep. <laughs> and he and and he'd be able to find him because one of the things because that whole thing with the, where Pumpkinhead is a, is a technically linked soul wise. And phys- the the description was it's psychologically and emotionally linked directly to the conjurer, to the person that conjured it. And so, just like in the first movie when it, with Lance Hendrickson, how the two of them were bonded, and, and if Lance Hendrickson was hurt, then Pumpkinhead would be hurt. So, all it is is a matter of tracking the scent and, re- and the creeper realizing that the smell is coming from two from two sources, the human and the demon. And the demon can't really can't be hurt, because Pumpkinhead is virtually invulnerable. But the human is not. And all it has to do is, and gone. And we've seen in the movies how fast the creeper is when snatching people out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, when he wants to eat a motherfucker, he eats a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And see, I knew, I knew that was the angle that you're going to try to go for. So I had to counter that because, like, well, well, Pumpkinhead's fucking attached to a person. And obviously the creeper will go for the person. But I was like, well, but if... If the human can manipulate Pumpkinhead in a way, so Pumpkinhead is almost like the instrument and the human himself, he can do the thing because they have that psychological link that maybe the Pumpkinhead, Pumpkinhead could get around that. You see, that's the difficulty because Pumpkinhead is singularly minded. So it's, it has, um, it has unlimited eternal tracking of the marked ones. And those are the individuals that it's set to kill and it will, and it will only kill them. Unless someone gets in its way of try, of trying to kill the marked ones, so it doesn't go for collateral damage. It simply it simply tra- eternally tracks the individuals that it's been sent to kill. And if you get out of its way, and if you see it, and you're not marked, and you just kind of like throw up your hands and get out of the way, it will not kill you. It'll walk right by you heading straight for the people it's sent to kill. So that kind of singular mindedness means that the that the marked ones can be manipulated by the creeper to get Pumpkinhead where it needs it because it can always steal them and and move them around. Mhm. It's like you did your research or something, Joe. 
I'm to say my favorite part though is Eugene saying you're predictable. <laughs> you're predictable. You have to feed also. <laughs> that is a huge truth. You gotta eat. <laughs> but uh, I mean, when when it comes down to it, honestly, this was really I'd say two points. It was more like one and a half points. So by not even two full points. And, you know, it was it came down to how your points were made and how you rebutted each other's points. But uh, coming down to it, it ended up being the Creeper. Okay. Ah! It wasn't fair. You warmed up ahead of time. <laughs> it really, that point really comes down to the open. JL, you made a lot of really good points really fast. And I was like, okay. He came, he came with guns. <laughs> 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 I had to do my big time research. I had to, I because not only did I go, I I only I not only went to the movies and I've seen all three of them multiple times, but um I had to go to I also went to because the, there's a comic book series that there was a limited comic book series that was in addendum to the films that just expanded on some ideas. It didn't change anything about it, but it talked more about the the creepers back history. So it and it was it's been doing the same shit that you see in the movies since the time of the Aztecs. That's why it, it that's why it has the truck, but the truck itself has weaponry and shit in it. But remember, all the weapons that it makes, it makes out of people. Right. Mm-hmm. So so it's been doing that shit since fucking time immemorial. Um. And uh. So it doesn't really, doesn't really change a bit, but it gave me a little bit that because effectively the thing is immortal, and while it can be damaged. If it's damaged enough, it only goes into hibernation because effectively no one knows how to kill it or send it back to where it came from. So no one's figured <laughs> that out so far. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Pumpkinhead, we know where it comes from. That thing comes from hell, and you can send it back. It will always re- it will always go back once its link to Earth, which is the Conjurer. Once its link is destroyed, because if, if the conjurer, because one of Pumpkinhead's weaknesses is it is forced to protect the conjurer. So if the conjurer tries to commit suicide, or if somebody tries to kill the conjurer, then Pumpkinhead will attempt to protect the conjurer from either harming himself or being harmed. But it's but if, if it's but if it's not doing that, it's tracking the. It's hunting the marked ones. So all you have to do is draw the draw the marked ones away from the conjurer. By picking them up and taking them other places, and Pumpkinhead will follow, and then just double back and go after the Conjurer by tracking his smell. And we've seen how well the Creeper smells. He smells pretty bad. I mean, pretty good. I guess yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> what a debate. Now, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't come up, because the, the I, was worried, I was worried about one thing. Pumpkinhead actually, Pumpkinhead actually does have an ability, which makes him rather dangerous. I don't think it would. It would. It, I don't think it would. It would give him the victory, but it would make him a tougher opponent. And that's Pumpkinhead can teleport. Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it! Gotcha. Oh, fuck. Gotcha. Oh, fuck. That, that's <laughs> because effectively, effectively, one of his abilities is villainous teleportation. Huh. That's how he. That, that's how in in the movies when you when you see him suddenly appear because you'll see him walking around and doing shit, but there are moments when he suddenly appears. And while he can't jump directly to his targets, he can teleport around to get better positioning. 
And so, yeah, teleportation is a, an ability of Pumpkinhead, which makes him tougher because it means he can just show up. But because he's so big and he's a, he, he's got quick reflexes, but he's kind of on the slow side. So, but you know, I mean, when you when you got fucking spears and battle axes and all, and you can telepath, you can telekinetically control this shit because we've seen the creeper do that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, congratulations. <sighs> Awesome. I'll get you next time. <laughs> next, next time, time. Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes another Bloodbath debate. We truly hope you enjoyed it. If you agree or disagree with the results, feel free to let us know in the comments or email us at weekendhorror at gmail.com. Stay tuned for when we announce our next two combatants. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next month. <laughs>